This is Transit Unplugged. I'm your host, Paul Comfort. Great to be with you on another edition of the world's leading transit executive podcast. Today, our guest is Mr. Lee Ling Wee, Deputy Group Chief Executive Officer and President at SMRT Corporation uh, in the nation of Singapore. And I'm excited to have with you today to help kick it off Frank Hess. Frank is uh, the Managing Director for the ASEAN Region for Trapeze and helped me uh, secure the interview with Mr. Li Lingui and also lives in the area of Malaysia. And I wanted him to give us kind of an orientation to the region. Frank, thanks so much for being with us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the region itself. And then I had a few follow-up questions about what's happening uh, in this Asian region. Right. So, so ASEAN, um, for those who are not familiar with uh, with it, it's, uh, it stands for the Association of Southeast Asia Nations. So it is essentially 10 countries located in Southeast Asia and with uh, mixed uh, economies. So you, you have Singapore there um, leading the way on a high income sort of nation, uh, very developed um, uh, city nation, and then followed with uh, Malaysia, Thailand, Brunei being like a middle high income sort of uh, nations. And then followed with um, uh, middle lower income or developing countries uh, such as um, the, the Philippines, Indonesia, Vietnam, Laos, Myanmar, um, and Cambodia. Okay. So that's the region. And you live there in Malaysia, right? Oh, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm French, uh, born and bred in, in, in France, but I've been living in this region for, for 16 years. And uh, I made Kuala Lumpur, uh, Malaysia, my, uh, my home. Uh, okay. For 16 years. And you were telling me in one of the calls we had a while ago that it's always warm there. Oh, that, that's right. I don't know what temperature it is uh, where you are uh, right now, Paul, but over here must be about 90 uh, Fahrenheit, so 30, wow. uh, 30 Celsius. Yeah, so pretty right. warm all year long. It's uh, tropical weather. So gotcha. uh, we enjoy being in shorts and t shirts uh, all year long. That's great. So, um, Tell us about what's happening. There's, uh, you know, we've had a couple shows now um, in this region, the ASEAN region. Tell us about, you know, what are the highlights for you? So I know that there's some big rail projects going on in the Philippines. Uh, that's right. I mean, the, this is a uh, very exciting times in ASEAN uh, with rail expansion projects. Um, ASEAN still has a lot to do uh, compared to more uh, developed nations or, or Western, the Western world when it comes to rail infrastructure. Uh, but there are some great projects and uh, some of them are in planning still or uh, halfway in construction. And the Philippines is probably leading, uh, leading uh, the charge there with its uh, rail expansion projects. And uh, there are many projects uh, being you know, urban transit uh, type of projects um, uh, there could be rehabilitation uh, projects or, 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 new, uh, or new rail lines. There are um, a, lot, a lot happening in the Philippines. Malaysia also uh, has a, a number of key uh, rail expansion projects. There's a, an exciting uh, project uh, happening here with a, over 620 kilometers of double track uh, being built um, as we speak. And, uh, and they're also pushing on with um, development of their transit system in the Klang Valley region, which is um, uh, the Kuala Lumpur, uh, the greater Kuala Lumpur region. So uh, a lot of projects happening here on, on the rail expansion side. And, and then I know that um, EV electric vehicles and hydrogen are really big there, having talked to several people from the region. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, particularly in Singapore, uh, 
Singapore has the, the biggest bus fleet uh, in, in the region. They, they are running on this um, city nation about 6,000 buses. And they, they have, uh, if you recall the interview with, uh, with Jeremy Yap, um, he was talking about the ridership um, yes. of over 4.2 million uh, uh, you know, passengers on their bus system every day, uh, which, uh, which is remarkable. But, you know, post uh, COP26 and the, uh, the commitment that all the nations are making towards uh, net zero, uh, Singapore has really started on uh, with their electrification program. They, they're still, you know, in the learning stage that they've acquired a, a number of, uh, of EVs this year and uh, coming up with a number of, uh, of tenders, RFIs, looking at the market to to, to acquire systems to support the operations, the, the charging, the monitoring of a of a living fleet. So that's 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 really exciting. Um, we Malaysia is also looking uh, in, into EV. Um, probably uh, a, a little bit behind Singapore when it comes to replacing the existing fleets. Uh, but Malaysia is also looking at uh, bringing some uh, some new uh, transit systems for secondary cities uh, and uh, the choice um, of energy there it's mainly electric uh, so uh, as you're building a new system you you may just jump straight onto a new new technology and new energy uh, but the um, uh, hydrogen is also uh, gathering interest uh, particularly for malaysia which is a uh, historically uh, oil and gas uh, producer and as a as a developer of skills and knowledge uh, into that kind of energy. So uh, hydrogen is, uh, is also quite uh, high on the agenda in, in Malaysia. Very good. Well, that's a great kind of roundup of some of the big things happening. Uh, maybe just a minute or two on Singapore itself. Uh, Jeremy Yap, we had him on, as you mentioned, he works for the government. Uh, and then Mr. Ling Ling Wee is with a contractor that helps run some of the services. Is there anything else you can do to help us set up the interview? Yeah, Ling Ling Wee is a... Uh, the chief executive director of SMRT. SMRT is one of the operators on the island in uh, in Singapore. Um, so they're operating the, the rail transit and uh, and also the the, the bus, uh, some uh, the, the largest fleet actually uh, of bus uh, on the island. Uh, but they also uh, set up um, a, a private company to to look at helping. Uh, other nations with their projects because they have gathered uh, years of expertise and, and, and knowledge in that space in the, in the operations and the construction of some of these projects. So uh, it will be talking about that on, on the show. Well, thank you, Frank, for helping give us some context uh, for this part of the world. We wish you the best as you continue to help bring transportation technology to that whole region. Thank you, Paul. And now Paul's interview with Mr. Li Lingui of SMRT Corporation Limited. And today I'm excited to be bringing you an interview with one of the world's leading transit executives from the nation of Singapore, and that is Mr. Li Ling Wee, who's Deputy Group Chief Executive Officer of SMRT Corporation and President of Strides International Business. Mr. Ling Wee, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have a 12-hour time difference, and so it's late at night for me and in the morning for you, and I'm glad we can meet in the middle here. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit as we get started right off the top, a little bit about the uh, 
the island nation of Singapore. We had um, Jeremy Yap on a few months ago, and uh, he is a high executive there in the nation. Uh, but tell us about the country and give us a little setup and a context for where you're operating. Right, right, not a problem. Uh, well, Singapore is a sunny tropical island in Southeast Asia, and we are located off the southern tip of the uh, Malay Peninsula. We are a densely populated island city with a population size of about 5.6 million on a land area of about 728 square kilometers. So that works out to be about 8,000 people per square kilometer, which is a huge difference compared to about 36 in America and about three in Australia. But I, I, I don't feel it you know, when I'm in Singapore, even though we are densely populated, close to 50% of Singapore is actually green space with uh, nature parks and reserves and, and we pride ourselves to be a city uh, in a garden. Um, Economy-wise, we are thriving in a metropolis with uh, manufacturing and finance as our main economy driver. Um, Culture-wise, we are multiracial and multicultural uh, society that's made up of four major communities, the Chinese, the Malay, the Indians, and the Eurasians. The residents here mainly travel on mass public transport, where more than 60% of the trips were made uh, on a combination of train and bus. So public transport is very essential to keep our nation moving. And before COVID, on trains alone, we move about 3.4 million people in a day. So yeah, you, you started to move into the transit system itself there. So tell us how it's set up. So Mr. Jeremy Yap, does, he works for the government and then you all are a contractor who operates uh, a big part of the service. Is that how it works? Um, yeah, so we are, uh, we are public uh, transport operator. Uh, our client, uh, the concession is given by uh, uh, the Land Transport Authority uh, or LTA of Singapore and, and that's where Jeremy is. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about SMRT as a company and what you all do there. Well, we, we have um, two major businesses, public transport and commercial business. On the public transport uh, side of the business, SMRT is uh, Singapore's premium multimodal public transport um, service provider with 40 years of experience in uh, delivering safe, reliable, comfortable journeys. We have core businesses in rail, uh, maintenance and uh, engineering, as well as in bus, taxis, and automotive uh, services. Um, but, but, but the primary business in, in public transport is, is actually to manage and operate train services in, in four out of six urban uh, rail lines in Singapore. And this makes up about 77% of uh, Singapore's rail network. Um, so so as, we, as we mentioned uh, earlier on, uh, we work very closely with uh, the Ministry for Transport and the LTA of Singapore. Very good. Uh, so tell us some about yourself. And uh, I know you were in the Air Force there and uh, had a had a, a long, uh, various senior leadership roles there. I'm interested in, in your background. I think our listeners would be as well. well before joining SMRT, I, I served in the Republic of Singapore Air Force for 23 years in various senior leadership positions. In my last job in, in, in Air Force, I reported to the Chief of Air Force on matters pertaining to fleet management engineering, maintenance, logistics, and supply chain. And, and I was also involved in um, organizational transformation to raise the competencies of uh, engineers and technicians and to, to optimize resources in the Air Force through automation and changes in uh, structures. The, the key reason why I joined SMRT was to address the challenges of managing an aging rail network in Singapore 
and to improve its service reliability. We measure service reliability by a metric called MKBF, or mean kilometer between failures. And, and failure here refer to delays of more than five minutes. When I first joined SMRT in 2013, we were clocking MTBS averaging less than 100,000. By working closely with uh, LTA, uh, the real authority in Singapore and key OEM suppliers, such as Hellstorm and Palace, we managed to renew our aging network, put in place new systems and processes. And the end result was an improvement in our MTBS by 10 times to more than a million. We have been able to sustain this level of performance over the past three years. And in 2013, we have more than 200 uh, delay incident of uh, more than five minutes in a year. Today, we have reduced, uh, reduced this number to less than 20 in a year. And along with this success, we also managed to win a tender for the award of a new line, the Thompson East Coast Line in Singapore. Yeah, so Lee, how, how did you do that? Uh, I mean, you made those dramatic improvements in your key performance indicators. Do you recall any of the key uh, actions that you took in order to make those improvements? Um, we, we, we decided to, to, to actually pay very close attention um, to, to operation maintenance. Uh, we have uh, weekly meetings uh, and to go through every defects that happened in the, in the past one week, uh, you know, drilling into every uh, single delay, uh, trying to understand the root cause, asking a lot of uh, questions as to why and why, you know, asking many whys until you can establish the, the root cause. And, and we, want, we wanted to also make sure that our operation guys work very closely with the maintenance guy, and there's no silo between the various parts of, uh, of, of SMRT trains. And, and I think over the, over the years, we managed to, to, to uh, create a, a great team uh, within the organization. And I guess this sums up you know, how, how we did it. And of course, I think um, it's, not just, it's not just teamwork within SMRT, but also teamwork with uh, the real operator because uh, the, uh, the, the funding for the renewal has to come from uh, um, the, the, the owner of the, of the assets, which is the Singapore government. And um, given that we only have uh, four hours of entering windows in, in a day, uh, the government gracefully uh, allow us to have uh, what we call early closure and late opening, right? So they have more engineering hours uh, to do our renewal work uh, uh, during traffic uh, during engineering hours. That's great. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've seen that in so many large organizations that they become siloed, right? And you've got operations in one silo and maintenance in another silo, right? And safety in another. And being able to pull all those together to kind of all row in the same direction uh, can help you reach those goals. And so that's a that was a tremendous uh, result you had there. And you've got a pretty big operation there, right? I mean, you've got um, hundreds of trains and uh, like 188 trains, right? 92 stations, MRT stations, 14 light rail stations, five depots, plus lots of light rail, 1,200 buses. I mean, you guys got a tremendous fleet there. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we are the major uh, operators of, uh, of uh, Rio in, in, in Singapore. And we started in 1987. So we have about 30 years of uh, experience in Rio and about 40%, 40 years of experience in, in bus operation. So you started in 87. That's when I started too. That's when I started my career <laughs> in 1987 in public transportation. 
And then I'm interested that on top of that, you've also got a major fleet of taxis, 2,000 taxis over there. Um, yeah, we, we have uh, 2,000 taxis over there, and they are all in a hybrid uh, taxi. Uh, and, and we, we set ourselves uh, a goal of uh, uh, converting uh, all these taxis to electric vehicle uh, in five years by the year 2025. And, and, and the uh, first batch of uh, electric uh, taxis were launched recently. And by the end of this year, uh, we have 300 uh, units of uh, electric taxis plying the road in Singapore, making us the uh, taxi operator with the largest fleet of uh, EVs in Singapore. So we started this uh, um, movement towards uh, electrification of our, of our fleet. And, um, and, and the overall plan is to play an active role in accelerating the adoption of EVs and to be a leading player in the sustainable mobility services and solutions in, in, in Singapore. Yeah, I've noticed that as in looking into uh, what you're doing there, that electrification is high on your agenda there. And you seem to be broadening your scope with the supply of e-buses, e-motorcycles, public charging. I mean, that's wonderful. What's your vision and ambition on electrification there? We have a slew of initiative uh, to support the the government's uh, green plan um, 2030 that's uh, aimed at, at achieving a, a net zero emission. Um, so besides the, the rolling out of uh, electric taxis, you know, it's not just about electrification, but also the uh, digital platform that goes along with uh, electric uh, vehicles because of uh, this concern about, you know, uh, uh, range of anxiety. And we're also working with uh, an electric motorcycle maker partner on development, deployment and distribution of smart electric motorcycles in Singapore and the region. And then uh, you've got a kind of mobility cross-border, reducing the journey time between Singapore and Malaysia uh, that we were talking about, that that uh, potential rail service. Do you want to talk about that at all? That's uh, one special project that I'm working on. It's the future cross-border rail link between Singapore and Malaysia called the Rapid Transit System Link, or RTS in short. And in this project, we will contribute our experience in rail operation, maintenance, and uh, service experience and uh, to, to, to this uh, new cross-border line. So, so in 2020, we formed a JV with uh, Prasanna Malaysia to design, build, and finance the RTS link. The JV will also operate and maintain the rail link between um, Bukit Changa Station in Johor Bahru, Malaysia and Woodlands North Station in Singapore when the line is completed. So for those who may not be aware, Johor is the uh, southernmost state of Malaysia and Johor Bahru is the capital of Johor, situated just north of uh, Singapore. And, and, and the passenger service is targeted to commence service by N2026, and it will be able to carry up to 10,000 passengers every hour in each um, direction. Wow. Now, before COVID, the Singapore-Johor Causeway was the, one of the, the, the busiest border crossing in the world, uh, with 350,000 travelers daily. Workers and students commute across the causeway on a daily basis. During peak hour, the time taken to cross the border could take up to one to two hours. With the link, we aim to relieve this cross-border congestion by connecting Johor Bahru and Singapore seamlessly with a stress-free, gen-free and affordable and safe mode of transport, where the commuting time can be reduced to less than 30 minutes. And, and by so doing, we improve commuter experience and bring significant social and economic benefits to both countries, Singapore and Malaysia. 
That's wonderful. You mentioned uh, you mentioned the COVID pandemic. Um, how are things going now? Is ridership picked back up on the system? You know, I know that a lot of systems around the world had less ridership during the peak of the pandemic. Where are you at now? At the peak of the pandemic, um, sometime in the middle of last year, we were down by 80% in terms of ridership. And now we are about, you know, um, minus 40, 50% uh, ridership at this point in time. And is it starting to tick up every month? You have a few more people? Yes, it's uh, slowly, gradually uh, improving. And I think the, the encouraging sign is that in Singapore, we have about 80, 85% rate of vaccination. And the government is, uh, you know, pushing to open up the economy um, to have, uh, you know, vaccinated uh, uh, lane with uh, countries. And then they've uh, recently announced with uh, some of our European partners like uh, France and Germany and, and UK. So I think we're making good progress in opening up the economy and hopefully also in a, in a, in a local uh, 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 public transport. And I think what is important here for SMRT is to, to assure our commuters that it's still safe to, to travel in, in, in our trains, in our buses, by making sure that you know, the buses are clean regularly, the rail, the, the train and all that, you know, to assure them that you know, um, we, it is safe to travel with us. Yes, there's been a lot of studies done by Imperial College in London and other places that has shown that uh, actually riding in public transport is very safe. I just interviewed uh, a director of maintenance for a transit system here in the U.S. Uh, in a major city, and they said there has been no cases uh, that have been uh, you know, tracked back to their transit system. And so with all the new air circulation systems and with all the cleaning that's going on, it actually has turned out to be one of the safer places to be. Indeed, we have the same experience. The, the, the number of staff, our own staff being infected has been very low. That's wonderful. So um, one other thing I wanted to ask you to comment on was uh, just on the value of contracting in general. Earlier uh, this year, UITP came out with a study that talked about the value of uh major uh, public transportation agencies, PTAs, around the world, most of them contract out the bulk of their work to contractors. And uh, I was talking to some of the CEOs and some of the executives of the transit systems involved, and they said they really saw great value in having private contractors with international experience come in and provide high value to them. Uh, do you want to talk to that, Any? Um, yeah, I, I think we, we, we as a public op, uh, transport operator who have um, quite a number of years of experience in Singapore, we are quite keen to share our experience with the rest of the, of the world. And uh, right now we are embarking on a new exciting consultancy project together with uh, TransAMO and TransDev as the shadow operator for, four, for the four new Greater Paris driverless uh, metro lines. The main scope of this uh, shadow operator job is to provide technical support and assistance to client to our clients associated with Comparis and the Ile-de-France uh, mobility uh, prior to the selection of operator for each of the four new lines. Now, this project is the first major international collaboration between Transdev Group and uh, Strikes International Business following the signing of MOU in 2020. And looking ahead, the partnership will also pursue other uh, O&M uh, opportunities internationally in the transportation sector. So um, speaking of international work, you've, I see that you've recently been named, uh, I think, 
gets the national representative to UITP. Congratulations. Thank you. Dan, is there anything else you'd like to bring up on uh, on the podcast today that we haven't covered yet about the work you're doing there in Singapore or anywhere else in the world? Yeah, maybe I'll take some time to share a bit about what we do in, term, in terms of uh, uh, lifestyle experience in the, in the uh, transportation uh, net, network. Um, complementing our real operation engineering and mobility solutions and services is our non-fair business under Stella Lifestyle. And our team in Stella Lifestyle is the largest uh, managing agent of retail and advertising spaces in Singapore's uh, real network. And the team designs and builds and operates a network of shops and advertising media, translating our commuter experience into lifestyles, uh, conveniences in train stations and, and, and bus uh, interchanges. Um, in, in a way, the, the, we also contribute by providing a, a more sustainable public transport by subsidizing and, and augmenting the uh, the fare revenue. And, and recently we team up with uh, Crown Digital, a Singaporean startup with expertise in uh, F&B technology. So that's one example of the, of the value add that we provide. We will bring uh, robot baristas serving gomi uh, coffee to some 30 train station across Singapore by the end of 2020. And with this uh, robot, Barista, computers can order their coffee ahead of, uh, of, of their travel via an app and collect it when they arrive at their, at their uh, destination train station. So I hope that that kind of, uh, you know, enhances the, the experience while traveling uh, with us. That's, all, that's so, so you can order your coffee ahead of time and then when you get to the station, yeah. it's ready for you? That's right, that's right. So that's one of the uh, innovation that, that we have come up with. That's pretty neat. I've never seen that before. Uh, that's a very great idea. Well, thanks uh, so much for being with us today, Mr. Li Ling Wei, Deputy Group Chief Executive Officer of SMRT Corporation and President of Strides International. You've got a lot on your plate, and I appreciate you taking the time today to share with us what you're doing as one of the leading transit agency providers in the world. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to share our experience. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Transit Unplugged in Depth and to our special guests. Frank Hess and Mr. Li Ling Wee for their insights into the ASEAN region and everything that's going on in this fast growing area of the world. Now, next week on Transit Unplugged, we have a Techapalooza episode with a Transit Technology Trends for 2022 panel where we're going to be talking about what we think is going to be going on next year in the transit technology space. As always, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or would like to be a guest on Transit Unplugged, feel free to email us anytime at info at transitunplugged.com. So until next week, ride safe and ride happy.